Hello, and welcome to Seventh River. This is your gracious host, Flamboid. And today we're going to talk about the gender-racial divide within the Black community. Now, if you listen to my live podcast, you will hear me be very passionate about how Black men are not included in the leadership of Black Lives Matter. They're not the focus of the family in Black Lives Matter. And they are indeed treated as if they were just good for foundation and for fodder when going up against the the supposed white supremacy and white overlord society in which Black Lives Matter is standing up saying that all Black Lives Matter and we should be treated correctly. But when you read their documents and mission statements, everyone matters except for the black man. That's the truth. Now, how do we get to the racial and gender divide in the black community, all right? It started back in Africa, as I suggested back in uh, BLM part one. Black women slept with these Portuguese guys in order to help them infiltrate the black village and for them to be able to figure out who was worth stealing and they stole them. Remember, the first bunch of black people over here, which were black men, were considered indentured servants, not slaves. And they were all black men, and they all gained their freedom, and they married white women. White dudes didn't like that, so they inflicted and devised full slavery for any other black person they brought from the continent. Which at this point, because most white Christians of the north who owned the ships did not believe in the mess anymore because how can they sit here and demand freedom from Britain, i.e. taxation without representation is therefore theft, when they are robbing from a person now considered American their very freedom. So they interbred them in the United States. Virginia, Louisiana had breed farms. A lot of black women were given the deal if they produced eight, sometimes nine children, and didn't die, they could therefore earn their freedom. Now, once that got out the way and they killed that, and they actually had everyone on plantations, a lot there are many examples of black women sleeping with white men, and white men elevating the black woman within her community, i.e. the term big mama. All right, The big mama term comes from the grandmother or great-grandmother who rules the, the entire family structure not the black man. Why? Because, like Monaghan described in 1964, the black community is not purely patriarchal. It's not. It was always a sharing. And I described that structure in my last podcast. But basic overview is man was uh, was taking care of the things by nature and by Bible he was supposed to. When he came home, well, he's still the head he would still allow his wife to run the home. They worked together in tandem. He didn't just rule everything and act like a tyrant. That was never a part of black culture. Now, 1967 comes around. 1964, you know, we had the, you know, up until that point, we had, you know, the civil rights movement. 1964, Title VI is passed. Title VII follows after, and then boom, the Supreme Court strikes down the miscegenation laws, which prevented, prevented um, black people from marrying white people. 
But in truth, the couple that pushed it was a white man and a black woman, a union that has been recognized and was seen as fine, but of a lower status in America since 1776. Now, when you flip it, up until about the 2000s, like 2005, 2006, it was unheard of for black men as a whole to marry white women. Why? Because for most of the time in America, after black men became slaves, full-on slaves, and then it weren't indentured servants anymore, a black man sleeping with a white woman or marrying a white woman, regardless of what the law says, could end up with him being lynched. If he whistled out a white woman, he could be lynched. If his sister found out he dating a white woman, his mother or big mama or somebody else would get on his case about why he cannot find a good black woman. I.e. known as black men are the ones caged, not black women like everyone thinks. All right. Black men even today get the side eye and hatred from black women for choosing a black woman due to love and due to commitment. Whereas what a white white man with a black woman might catch a little bit of hell from his white mama, but other than that, no one gives a flying fig newton what he's doing over there with her. Why? Because since inception of America, black men had to follow swallow the pill that their wives and mothers will go to the best man available. Good, bad, indifferent, whether he liked it or not, he in our community and through Big Mama and his own mother, they did not respect his wishes, nor respected his dignity, nor respected that that same man had his foot on his throat. They didn't give an F. They married for love, they married for money, they married for whatever the heck they wanted to. And as a black woman, they could do that. Which is the backbone of the strong and independent I am woman, hear me, war, feminist movement. Which also destroyed many of the benefits for the black community. How so, do you ask? Well, when Title VI came down... They realized and they understood that the black community was not patriarchal, but they had to find a way to bridge the gap between black and white society so that all could could prosper equally. How do you do that? You make the black community into a patriarchal society. How do you do that? You give the black man the same rights you gave white men, the education, the training, The focus of the black family should be on the black boys and their education. Therefore, when they get old enough, i.e. 25 to 30, and they have established themselves, they can marry good, honest, homegrown black women, therefore producing a strong foundation of children that you can raise to be intelligent, great children. Something that we did back in 1865 with no help from the government. Okay, Martin Luther King was a product of good generational and and a good understanding and proper breeding within the black community. Good people marry other good people, produce good children, raise them to be good people, marry other good people. They have kids, 
raise good people, they marry, and you produce more good bad people. Makes sense. It's 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 so it, it makes sense, ladies and gentlemen. But as a white overlord community, how do I break this? I get the woman to betray her man. Same thing Satan did to Eve in the Garden of Eden. You ain't supposed to eat this fruit, but it looks good. Why don't you eat it? Take it back to your husband and convince him to eat it. Boom. Here you go. Same thing happened to the black community. White feminists came along and said, hey, black woman, if you claim you are discriminated based on your gender and not your race like everyone else can prove and something that's common to see, we'll give you the educational and, and structural benefits that was meant for your man. Black women took it. Guess what happened? The black community didn't become patriarchal or have anything akin to the white community. It disintegrated. Democrats pushed this through. Then came the crack cocaine. Then came welfare and WIC. Welfare and WIC to take care of the black women and the babies. Crack cocaine to take out their men so that they, their community has no backbone. You continue to raise the little boys under black women who are being fed tons of lives via white women. Thomas, they're strong and independent. We don't need no man. Not understanding that in order for you to be strong and independent, somebody still has to maintain the walls, keep the monsters out of the community, make the, the roads work, the lights, the street, the washer and dryer, make it easy for you to be able to freaking function. All right. Feminists preach how they are independent of men, but can only be feminists in a society in which men have already conquered all the threats that would stop, which which would either use her, enslave her or beat her rear end. It's freaking hilarious how stupid it is. But at the same time, there was a movement within the black community, i.e. black feminists, who hated black men calling them weak, calling them uh, conquered men, calling them cucks, calling them the group of people who can't even be looked to to defend their own culture because they're too weak because they've been enslaved. Now, some that's true, some that's not. You know, greater technology has always given the advantage to those who willed it. That's a true statement. But where black feminists really go wrong is that while they're hating on black men for being weak and all this other stuff, what they don't see is that their own sisters had betray betrayed their own men. And even now, when you look at the black feminist group, who else do they coincide with? I.e. Black Lives Matter, the black LGBT groups, a lot of the groups that use black men deaths as a means to gain more power. That's where you find them, ladies and gentlemen. Now, how does it get worse, all right? Now, as black feminists and black lesbians don't want black boys in the black community, same thing with a lot of these black mothers who get pregnant by thuggo and friends, or what you guys will call a no-good individual, who raises these young boys to become men? No one. What do they do? They re repeat the same cycle in which they were born. Meaning that a lot of these young boys will knock up a woman thinking that that's the primary way he shows love instead of respecting her, honoring her, and marrying her. 
and building a life with her, which is the proper way, and that's how you build a community. But because they're not trained to be men, they can't be something they're not trained to be. They can't. So what do they do? They emulate what's around them. Welfare was never meant to get anyone out of debt or out of, of, of being poor. It was a way to keep them there, okay? You get in a cycle of poverty. They give you enough to where you live, but not enough to where you can get out. Why? Because if I hold you there and you continue to produce children of no worth, I can kill your entire society because the best and brightest will not exercise their mind and gravitate to be something better. That's why. But for black men, that didn't happen. For some of them, that didn't happen. Many of them learned to read, write, and get the freedom they desired. Remember, in the black community and during slavery times, black men worked in, out in the field. They dreamed of, sla- of freedom. Black women, who were either sleeping with the white men or product of the white man, or desired to be like Miss Anne, his wife, worked in the house. They wanted what she had, and many times slept with her husband. Now, black men, on the other hand, had to learn how to be resourceful, creative, be able to operate in an environment that hated them. They had to learn to work together, which is why most black men don't hate each other based on who they sleep with, who they're dating, who they're doing X, Y, and Z with. They don't. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're still considered black if you got one black drop of black blood in you, and you know that most white men in the American system, while they may not hate you outright, will stab you in the back eventually. Not all, but many will. This is a true fact. Take it or leave it. Now, once again, now that black women, now that black men know that a lot of these black women have done this. And black women who have been working their rear ends off as black feminists, as black leaders, as black educators to shy away the evidence of them betraying their own men. What do you think is, has happened thusly in American society? Black men who, after not getting any of the benefits, kicked out of their own house due to welfare, wit, crack cocaine, and then slowly growing themselves out of that bad position to where now they are striving, guess what's happening? The government comes back again and pushes feminism, all right? Planned Parenthood kills more black people than cops do. But who are cops killing primarily? Black men, not the violent ones, the nonviolent ones, the intelligent ones, the people who have training, those who actually can do something. That's who they end up killing most of the time, not Thuggo. Thuggo goes to jail. They're fine with killing Thuggo. Most of the black community is fine with them killing Thuggo. Why? Because we don't want violent, crazy people roaming the streets. But for a good black man who dies, for every one good black man that dies, you have another five or six Thuggos running around there. You do. But why would I say there's a further divide? Here I'm coming with it. The government steps in, and where do they place most of the educational benefits? Where do they place most of the scholarship? Where are they putting most of their money as far as the black community? Into black female programs. Black females are the most educated group in America, with 24% of them having degrees. 
Now, most of them are teachers as well. But you'll find out that black boys have a reading level, averagely reading level of six of a sixth grade level. Crazy, huh? How are black women so educated, but black men so stupid? Willie Lynch strikes again. Keep the black man physically strong, but keep him keep his mind weak and stupid. How do you do that? If you can't touch the black man anymore because of law and you want to be fair, you use the women once again. Black women who are now elevated through hypergamy, which is hypergamy means that a woman that is elevated or educated will only want a man who is higher or more prosperous than she is. So, if she's already getting all the benefits of affirmative action, government quotas, educational gaps for her to get in due to gender and color, i.e. a double victim, what is there left for her black man? Nothing. He has to work and scrape and save to get there. Get educated. Get everything. Now, who does he not have time for? He doesn't have time for a lot of these little black boys who are bored by single black mothers who are living off of welfare, which unmarried men primarily pay for because of the next taxpayer. And they are kept away from black men in general. That's what goes on in black communities. In white communities, you'll have an uncle, a brother, a grandfather instructing that little white boy into how to be a man. That is essential for him, for his growth. White people understand that. Asian people understand that. Hispanic people understand that. Black people, we used to understand that, but now that black feminism, i.e. has black women, have been elevated by the government continually, they keep little black boys away from black men or good black men so that they can never become men or good men. They become thuggos or not doing anything for the community at all. Now, here comes the coup de grace. Here's why I'm bringing it all together. All right? Now that we know that black women are the most educated, many of them don't educate their sons, what are these black boys who are educated and who do have a future that can work and do all these wonderful things? Who do they marry? Many of them marry black women. But there's a growing set growing, going with and marrying white women. Now, I told you back in 1967, the miscegenation law was struck down. White man, black woman. Black men don't care if a, bl a black woman marries a white guy. They don't. The guy's still a man. But what happens when a black man who's actually worth something marries a white woman? Well, here it is. He's judged harshly. He's told that he should drop Becky and get a, 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 a regime or a, a Bethany or something else from the black community. Even though he doesn't know that most of his life that he's been downgraded, he's not gotten the most out of his own community, and that for the most of his life that black women have had all the help, all the love, all the care, while he's just been kissing someone else's boot. His family, which should be run by a strong black man, is ran by women, which is opposite of every other culture. It don't work. 
All right. But black feminism has continued to push and made this the standard for black people, meaning that 75 percent of black kids are raised without a father in the home. So if you're not raised around a man, how are you supposed to know what a man should act like? How do you know how you're supposed to treat a black man? They don't know. So. Once again. Black Lives Matter comes up. Black Lives Matter is run by two lesbians and one that's possibly straight. They have no care for black men because if you listen to my last video, you know that they're for women and trans rights. So there is a divide. Why are you using black male lives, which are primarily killed by cops? Not bad men, but good men. Are mostly are the ones we cry about in public that everyone can support. These good black men are killed constantly. And black women who receive the best of all the benefits given to us as a community by the government which, in which we support now uses their very lives of these black men as a means to further get power to empower their lifestyle, their way of thinking, and further make the black man stand on his own. And furthermore, when you get black men who are becoming educated, successful, becoming a real pillars in their community, they end up with mostly white, mixed, or otherwise different women. And when that happens, they are seen as traitors, they're seen as cowards, they're seen as they can't handle a strong black woman. Not knowing and not understanding that for everything he got, he had to fight and scrape for, whereas they got most of their stuff on a silver platter. platter. Most don't recognize that. Most don't recognize that the reason why the black community in many cases, in many areas, is horrible is because there's no strong black leaders in that community. And you can put women in leadership, you can put women as pastors, you can put them wherever the heck you want to put. But I'm sorry, when it comes down to forcing people and getting people to work together, men reign supreme. There are some good women. There are some women that can do the job, but it's primarily the men because they were meant to do it and are built to do it. But when your men are weak and you intentionally keep them weak by using and abusing their sons, you destroy and you create a gender gap within your own community. And as it builds, most black women, you will hear now saying how they can't find a man on their level. Oh, I can't find a black man that can handle my education or my money level. Right. But your whole life, what you don't know is that you've been robbing your own brother and the government supported it. What you don't know is that the reason why you can flaunt around here is because most of these white dudes are going to marry you while hating the black dude who has nothing to do with you. They We compete against each other. You're not really a factor, but because we care about you, we if they hurt you or elevate you, you're going to hurt me. They don't understand that. They don't. Black women have, are, are one of the groups of women that don't understand that. In all these cases, 
in all these cases, all right? As goes the men, as goes the society and or culture. You have weak men, you get a weak culture. You elevate the women to where they are so strong to where they will not heal, heal, i.e. get in line with their men, nor marry them because they don't want to downgrade because they're so fly and they're so wonderful or whatever. That doesn't build a community. It doesn't. My last point before I end it is that because of hypergamy, which is within all women, which is to marry up and not down. How can you give all these people all this education and money well knowing they will not marry down? They will marry any man of any race that will elevate them. And they will make sure their children know that while they have some black in them, they're primarily belong to that man's family and his side of the street. They will become Mexican, white, or whatever the heck the dominant society she integrates into, which is part of a woman's nature. But for the black men who are left over in the black community that do make something of themselves, they not only have to fight to get their education, fight to be able to stay in their community, fight to be able to see as a man, fight to be able to get some semblance of an inheritance or something. They have to fight to be able to get the training to become a man. And then they have to fight their own woman when it comes to benefits and being able to control their own homes. All right. And then you have Black Lives Matter on top of it, using black male lives as a means to get more power for black trans and black uh, LGBT, which destroys the very community in which they came from, which ironically women rule, which ironically has not produced any really strong black leaders. This is what's going on and it's sickening and it's sad. But this is why there is a gender gap, a gender fight within the black community, because good black men can't exist without having to pay black women, uh, a street tax to black women for anything they get, even though they got nothing. They don't get nothing from them. They don't get nothing to help them. They're just talked down to and dogged out. And it's sad and sick. But once again, this is Flame Void. Thank you for coming to the Seventh River. Please leave me a comment or something to say about it or what you think. Have a blessed day. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.